0: Larry Weber is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Larry is on the line. Larry, happy last day of September. Yes, happy last day of September back to you, too. Yeah, we have uh, a a few last things to talk about this morning, but we also have a few first things to talk about. We had this week, we had the first frost of the season. We had the first official temperatures that reached down into the 30s, though I'm sure there are some that had earlier. Uh, But we had 39 degrees, weather service 39 degrees on the 26th, 33 on the 27th, and 29 on the 28th. We had our first noticeable frost. We had that on the 27th, and during my walk that morning, I saw a number of patches of frost, which was to be expected, but it was not quite like it was the next morning. The next morning on the 28th, we had very much a widespread of widespread. Frost. And it was impressive, <laughs> yes, to see frost in my entire walk. This, for the most part, frost was on the roadside grasses and plants that had been there from the summer. And, however, I did see frost on some spider webs, uh, namely the uh, funnel webs. Funnel webs are often made down near the ground, and so therefore they're going to pick up the colder temperatures. And it's not that unusual to see frost on funnel webs. However, <coughs> seeing frost on some of the higher webs, some of the orb webs, is is unusual. And no, I did not did not see that, but nevertheless, it is a really impressive thing to see the frost. Now, it seemed like to me that that was a little bit late, that we didn't get our first frost until the last week of September, so I did a little checking, and according to the Weather Service, it's not really that late. We have had years where there's been frost. Two years ago, we had a really good example where we had frosts in the middle of the month. However, not unusual to have our first frost, not till the end of the month of September, statistically looking back at september we were slightly warmer than normal uh the temperatures for the entire month were quite a bit higher than normal until this week when they started to dip down and i thought well maybe we will end up at about normal but no it's about one degree above normal precipitation wise about three-fourths of an inch below normal now that could be changing according to your forecast we may be getting some rain but we'll have to see what happens Looking into October. October is when we see some really big changes. We have, it's just a fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I call it outstanding October. We begin the, uh, the month with foliated trees. I look around right now and I see many trees that are still green. I have a Red maple at the entrance of my driveway that every fall gets bright red leaves. Well, this morning when I came by it, it still had green leaves. So we're going to have a lot of change going on. By the end of the month, these very same trees will have dropped their leaves. So, yeah, quite a bit of change. However, weather-wise, also a lot of change. The average temperature for September was about 57. The average temperature for October is about 44. So quite a drop. Also, speaking of drop, we often get a snowfall. It is not unusual to get snow. We had a very weird October two years ago, if you can remember it. We had one day on the ninth of October of that year where we had a record setting 880, 80, 80 degrees. So it looks like it would have been a warm month. Well it turned out that the entire month was one of the coldest on record, fifth coldest on record. And the amount of snow that fell in October of two years ago, 12 inches, was the second snowiest October on record. So yeah, it is a month where strange things can happen. And of course, we had at that time, we had a lot of ice forming too. During my walks this week, I saw the frost. I also did some circles searching to see some ice, but I never did see any ice. We are getting, of course, uh, uh, shorter days now, which is pretty obvious. I hope you had a chance to get out at dusk last night and see that uh, waxing crescent moon, which was just spectacular in the western sky. Well, if you look in the eastern sky now at dusk, you'll see also a very bright light. That is Jupiter, and Jupiter will continue to be bright for a while. It's worth getting binoculars and taking a look at Jupiter. I think can hold. The binocular steady enough, you can see some of the moons of Jupiter. Uh, Hawk Ridge has had a good migration this week, a couple days over a thousand. Uh, but the really big numbers, I think, have passed, and I don't think we're going to see the really big numbers of broad wing hawks uh, again the rest of the season. Uh, sharp-shinned hawks, red-tail hawks, bald eagles, and now a good flight of turkey vultures coming across. Turkey vultures are interesting; they're very large birds. Uh, they are dark color and they fly in kind of a V pattern, holding their wings in kind of a V-shape. When the flocks come through, they can be in very large flocks, and they will fly in kettles like will the broad hawks, but they usually don't fly as high, and early October is a really good time to see them. Early October is also a good time to see flocks of other birds, uh, Canada geese, Uh, Every day and this morning I also had trumpeter swans coming across, lots of blue jays coming by, yellow rump warblers are in my yard every day, blackbirds and grackles are coming through in flocks, sparrows, there's probably no better time of the year to see a variety of sparrows than this early October. Uh, I think I mentioned before that many people, sparrows all look the same, and they look like little brown birds. But if you can get a chance, take a closer look, you will see a variety on them. And then this week, while biking on a trail near here, I saw a flock of uh, pippets. Pippets are interesting birds. Uh, they look a lot like sparrows at first, but if you watch them carefully, they they are there's a number of differences. Uh, they live in the far north and to see them migrate, I usually expect to see them a little bit later in October, but there was a flock there. They are not sparrows. Uh, they belong to a group called wagtails and I'm not sure why they're called that wagtail. However, they will, they will move their tails up and down as they, as they walk around. Also of note, I've been seeing many evenings at dusk. I've been seeing the big brown bats, big brown bats sometime migrate, but for the most part, they would probably stay here for the winter. They'll find a place often uh, indoors to spend the winter. But right now, they go out at dusk because dusk is a good time for them to find insects and they fly over uh, wetlands. I usually see them over swamps and there's insects that come out of this water. Also in the swamp this week, I saw a uh, beaver. Now, that's interesting. I don't think the beaver lived there. I think it was just seeking out a place to stay. And, uh, you know, if it hasn't, it doesn't have a place to say it better find something soon because it can, the beavers can have a pretty tough time in the winter i had an interesting uh sighting of a week ago during the wet, wet weekend of last weekend i was walking on the road and it was mild temperatures and i saw a, a salamander we don't have many kinds of salamanders in our area we really have only two kinds one of those the red redback salamander we don't see very often the other one is the one we usually see it's called blue-spotted salamander, but when most of us see it, what we see is it looks like just a little black uh, salamander, but it does have bluish spots on it. Uh, as we get into October, the insects are going to be changing. I think I mentioned before the ones we see now are either going to be the the ones that will die as the weather gets colder, or we might see a few hibernators, and I think this is uh, more likely with some of the butterflies, some of the late-season butterflies that we might see, uh, tortoise shells and, uh, and morning cloaks and so forth, are hibernators. Uh, a number of other insects that we might see still active at this time, and I've been seeing hornets, and I've been seeing uh, the uh, meadowhawk uh, dragonflies, uh, they will, they will lay eggs and then they'll, they'll die as the uh, frost you know, gets them. Uh, spiders somewhat the same way, though just a little bit more complicated. However, right now when it comes to looking at nature, most of us look at the trees and it's worth it. <laughs> they are spectacular. The reds, there's quite a large number of reds, uh, red maple, some red oaks, cherry, uh, dogwood, uh, uh Virginia creeper, a vine and of course some shrubs, but to me the greatest one is the sumacs. Sumacs are little trees that often grow in large groups along the sides of roads, and there's a number of places around that we have them right now that just turn bright red. Uh, It's hard for me to keep the car on the road when I see those. Uh, Yellows are more abundant, and we see those with the maples and oaks and basswood, birch, poplar, elm, Uh, There's a whole large number, but I like the ashes. The ashes, black ash, which grow in swamps. We hardly even ever notice them until this time. This is ash time when they turn very yellow. And then there are a few trees that have already dropped their leaves. Now, as we get further into October, we're going to see a lot more yellows and a lot less reds. There's also, of course, a lot of reds from berries and fruits that are in trees. I mentioned uh, last time about the fall wildflowers well this week thank you to the frost the gold rod have really succumbed they have slowed down a great deal however during my walk this morning i still found six kinds of asters that were in bloom and thanks to some moisture i've been seeing some really good mushrooms this week so you know it is one of the greatest times of the year to just get out and take a walk oh don't be in a hurry Just look around. we got plenty of places around to do so. I highly recommend it. So, anyway, Luke, take care. Have a good one. You as well, Larry. Thanks so much as always. That is Larry Weber. Larry is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac.